Hello, I'm Kristen Perman, and this is Updates You Didn't Ask For. Hi, friends. It is so cold in my car right now. My hands um, are cold. I had to put on a hat. Um, I can see my breath, which is why everybody should wear a mask. Try it, you guys. I mean, for all those people that don't think that masks matter, go outside on a cold day. Just exhale regularly. You'll see all that smoke coming out of your mouth or condensed air. We used to call it smoke when we were kids, right? You pretend like you're smoking cigarettes with sticks. Anyways, that air that you see exhaling, that's why you wear a fucking mask. And if you are wearing your mask with your nose out, AKA the penis mask, don't be fucking stupid. COVID is an airborne disease. When you breathe, you're breathing through your nose. So you are inhaling people's excellent, excellent, excellent. That did not sound good. That's not a good word for me to even try to use. Um, this is going to be super unprofessional because of my coat, because I don't know about you, but does your head itch when you put on a hat? Mine does. I, um, I'm done with quarantine. Hallelujah. I, you know, I'm a person that likes to stay home, but tell me that I have to stay home and I'm not very happy with that. That was hard. Excuse me. God, I'm burpy. I'm gross. But you know, as I said before, this is us just having a conversation. Um, we made the family decision that our kid is not going to come home for Christmas. Hanukkah, Shaka Hanukkah, whatever you want to call it. I always, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you a story that's my husband's story, but it's funny. And it's why we call it uh, Shaka Kanaka. In, um, God, I guess it was the 80s. In the 80s, because he's much older than me, not much, but enough. He's older than me. He was walking around. He lived in Brooklyn. And they were filming a Shaka Khan video. And they were looking for extras. Because back in the day, if you're old enough, you remember that things that were posted events. Uh, it was either the newspaper, it was flyers, it was billboards on the wall, things stapled onto a telephone pole. So he was walking down the street in his neighborhood and he saw this person handing out pieces of paper and there was this girl in front of him and she took the piece of paper and it was actually Jews for Jesus. And the Jews for Jesus spell Hanukkah with a C-H, not an H. So the woman in front of my husband took the piece of paper, looked at it and said, that ain't no Shaka Khan and threw the fucking paper on the ground. So we always like to call Hanukkah Shaka Khanaka. And that was a really boring story, probably. Anyways, I do like it, though, because... Shaka Kanaka is C-H and Christmas is C-H. And so it's a combination of both. And that's what we are in this house, um, which is why I don't get a Christmas tree, but I do like to decorate. Um, and note to self, if you ever take uh, anything out of a magazine, remember to take the directions on how to make things look the way they do in the magazine, because something simple is never simple. Okay. The kid's not coming home because if she were to cross the borders, you can't really cross state lines right now uh, without a COVID test and without quarantine. Um, and people, 
people have to understand that you either take the test, it has to be within 72 hours of traveling, right? So if you take the test before you leave, fine, you're negative. But if you take the test when you arrive, it doesn't mean you go about your life while you're waiting for the test. It means that you quarantine until you get the test results. Uh, and that is why I chose not to quarantine. Because, I mean, that's why I chose not to even get a test because I came back. I, I came, I came back from New York two days before the the Thanksgiving um, holiday began, and I knew that I was not going to be getting test results back. Uh, as quickly as everybody else does. So I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to already have to be quarantined for at least a week. I might as well just do the whole thing and not run the hassle of sitting or standing in a line for over an hour to get tested on a test that is, you know, they're not always accurate, especially those those fast ones. Um, quarantining is accurate. I mean, I guess, you know, not if I'm asymptomatic, but if I'm asymptomatic, is that going to always show up in a test? Who knows? We, we, we don't have the right information because we've never had a proper government in place to actually deal with a global pandemic in an accurate way. Um, that piece of shit called it the China virus for forever. And he still does sometimes. And, and, and on top of which he is one of the very lucky few that actually got all the medicine and seemingly doesn't seem to have any long-term COVID effects, but I would, I would argue that he's probably still taking steroids, even though long-term steroid use is also really bad. Um, anyways, she would have to quarantine on this end. She would have to quarantine when she got back to New York. And let's be honest, the way that, um, America chose to disregard the travel, uh, warnings and restrictions, we are going to have horrific spikes here in this country uh, leading up into Christmas and New Year's. And I know people are, if people double down thinking that they had to go to Thanksgiving, you just watch how many people are going to fucking travel for Hanukkah and Christmas and New Year's. You just watch. It's pathetic and it is selfish and it's not surprising and it's also super disappointing. So she will be, she, our kid will be in New York by herself. Her roommates, um, are choose a couple of them are choosing to fly to States that have very high COVID cases. So that's, that's, I have an opinion about that. Clearly keep my mouth shut about that. Uh, I think she's very excited to be in the apartment alone. I would be, I, I would be, um, and she's learned how to cook, which is so great. She's taught herself how to cook and she plates her f food beautifully. And we all know that it has nothing to do with me and my cooking, but I'm trying to get to the bottom of all of that. Um, did I tell you I'm doing nutritional counseling? Well, I'm doing nutritional counseling. Uh, and my counselor, you would think, and I, and I started it because of my food rut and not being able to cook and wanting to get past all of that. Um, I've had two sessions now. I don't do it weekly. It would be too much for me emotionally, mentally, also financially. I can't afford it. Um, I was going to do 
once every three weeks because that seemed about right. But but it worked out that it was it was a month this time, and it was okay to go one month because it's a lot for me to process. I realize that I'm so I'm so sensitive. I really am just a sensitive little thing. Um, I say little because I, I'm shrinking. I, I fully suspect that I will, I'll be five foot tall when I'm a, a Sicilian old lady raisin. Um, that's a joke probably. I, I sure, I sure hope I don't shrink five inches, but I used to be five, six and now I'm not five, six and, and I'm might be about five, five and a half. I don't know. I put five, I put five foot five inches on my, on my driver's license because I figure that by the next time that I get a new license, I'll have dropped another half an inch. So I, uh, God, what, what, what tangent was I on there? I don't even remember. Oh, my nutritional counseling. So I am a sensitive being and I was exhausted last night but didn't sleep very good I tossed and turned and I woke up so tired this morning so tired uh but drained you know and not not depleted just drained um I got a lot off my chest I learned a lot I have a lot of homework and none of it's about food but every bit of it's about food How's that for cryptic? I love it though. I love it so much. And we found each other very circuitously and sort of not even in a way that's, uh, I don't know. It's just very interesting. The ties that, that led me to her, we kind of spoke about it yesterday. Um, I think that we might actually end up being friends, but we're keeping it on a professional level. We both sort of have, um, we both sort of have similar, um, I guess we both have similar boundaries on this one. So that's good. That's really good. I like her very much. I like the work we're doing even more. And um, I'm keeping myself open. But I also feel exhausted. <laughs> um, <clears throat> if you want more information about it, get in touch with me. You know how to find me, right? Um, I, what else do I have to tell you? I was really wanting to go to Cape Cod because I was like, okay, I can't leave the state of Massachusetts, but Massachusetts is vast and beautiful and I need to do some road trips. So I started looking into going up to the Cape and it was really, the plans were just not flowing. And I kind of let those plans go and I, I realized that this whole pandemic, even though I stayed home, there's always been not an agitation, but movement and a desire to get out. I guess that's true. I guess there is. There's always been that desire to get out. Like I've wanted to go on road trips and the big road trips and da da da. I don't even know. I don't even know. Maybe it's why I've been buying dresses because I want to be able to wear dresses and lipstick. And I've also been buying lipstick, but such girly things. And, and typically my style is a little bit more, um, you know, jeans and t-shirt girl. But now when, after all of this, it's going to be dresses and tights and lipstick every fucking day, every day for the lipstick. I, um, 
So I always, I guess I had this feeling of pushing, like pushing against something, right? And once I decided that I wasn't going to go to the Cape, inside my feeling has been that like, okay, acceptance and resignation a little bit and that I can't, I guess the feeling is that I can't keep running. You know what I mean? Like I have to do the work. I'm, I'm, it's time to do the work and I don't actually know what that means. And maybe it does tie into the nutritional counseling where we are excavating my family history because it all ties back to the food. Um, I had a narrative breakthrough and I told you about that where, you know, the story I had been telling myself about, uh, that cooking punishment, or maybe I didn't tell you and I was telling another friend that story I've told myself forever about the punishment for cooking, which is in and of itself, not great. Right. But then that story is so much deeper embedded in myself, um, with a memory of right after my parents divorced and me cooking. And I realized that cooking because I had to cook, right? Like my dad had to go to work and I had to take care of my sister. And even though I was 10, too bad, so sad, grow up, suck it up. That's what it was. And I think that, that the cooking thing ties into having to be an adult too fast, having to grow up too fast, not having a childhood. And we talked about that yesterday. And, um, I was asked like, what does play look like for you? And I couldn't think of anything you guys. And it made me so sad. I felt overwhelmingly sad that like, God, I don't have play in my life. Everything seems to be work and everything is sort of guilt. And even if I'm doing something that should be joyful, I'm always like guilt. And it's not coming from my husband and it's not coming from any of that. Like He's told me numerous times, like, don't worry about the cooking thing. I really don't care. I like to cook. It doesn't matter. This is just doesn't matter. Don't stop beating yourself up about it. Um, but apparently I didn't get the message. So, um, there's always been this guilt in this, all of it, justifying myself for, for not working for the things that I do for liking TV, all of it, all of it, all of it. Uh, so we continued talking some more and then I realized I was like, Oh, wait a minute. I do have play and it's my potty party, my dance parties. When I put on the music and I dance in my bathroom or I put on music and I go in my backyard. Did you know I do that? That I go in my backyard and dance. I, I don't know if I can do it as freely or as easily now that there are no leaves on the tree because there's no barrier hiding me from um, the neighbors. And maybe the leaves on the trees never hid me from the neighbors and maybe they've always seen me, but I sort of suspended uh, belief on that one. You know, like if you can't, it's sort of like the little kid that's playing hide and seek and you see their feet sticking out from behind the um, curtains and you know, with their eyes closed, it's like, you, if I can't see you, then you can't see me type of shit. So it made me so happy to remember that like, oh good, I do have, I do have play and I do have that in my life. And I, you know, there are moments when there is play, but it's all, but photography is not that anymore. And that sort of made me sad because Yes, it's my um, creativity and my art form, but but the voices in my head of telling me what I make, 
you know, is old fashioned and not relevant and all of it. And I start doubting myself. Um, it's why I don't follow very many photographers. God, my words are getting all mushy there. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's why I don't follow many uh, photographers, especially ones that I stumble upon and I think, oh God, your work is so amazing. I really try not to, I don't follow them because and I've talked about this before because I, I compare myself one. I don't think I've talked about that part. I compare myself, but then I also don't want to subconsciously be inspired and start making work that looks like somebody else's. And I, I mean, okay. And I know that, you know, nothing's original, nothing's new, la, 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 but that's how I roll. Um, that's not to say that I don't follow photographers. I do. I follow quite a few of them, but, but most of them, and I'm not talking about my, my Flickr friends or my photo or my, my Polaroid friends. Those are different. That's a different story. I follow people in that community whose work I'm jealous of every day, <laughs> but you know, whatever, it's fine. Um, I'm talking more of the people that, um, are out there doing fine art photography, the ones that are in galleries, the ones that are going to portfolio reviews, the ones that are the reviewers, the ones that have shows, all that. Those are the ones that I have to really limit myself, uh, because then I start doing comparison and, you know, procrastination is my, um, is my way of just doing nothing, right? Everybody has procrastination and it's their way of doing nothing, I suppose. And I had a different tangent that I was going to go off on with that. And I can't remember what it is, but, um, I can get so locked up in my head with the stories that I tell myself and create that I can procrastinate right there in that story. And then I will never do anything. That's why I've got so many projects sitting upstairs. All of that. I am actively trying to work my way through that, which feels like a sticky situation, which feels like a big pot of Elmer's glue. And that's what I'm wading myself through. Goodbye.